Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on vocation, dealing with the first estate, the family. Welcome to Being Lutheran. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have my friends with me today. Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Awesome. We're still talking about vocation. Vocation. Yes. It's vocation. It's my theological drug. Right. Oh, <laughs> makes me feel good. I, I like how, did we say a couple episodes ago about uh, writing a book called The Vocation, the, the Doctrine of Just Chill Out, Man? Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just relax. <laughs> just relax, man. Exactly. We should get a bumper sticker just like say, stay calm uh, and whatever. Yeah. Stay calm and vocate. Keep calm. No. <laughs> Keep calm and vocation. And vocate. Uh, Keep calm and love your neighbor. Nice. Uh, maybe we should. Oh, that'd be, hey. that'd be like that's a good, that, that might stick. Yeah, yeah, love love your neighbor. Neighbor. yeah, yeah. that'd be you know what? That'd right. be a good like you know swag thing. We yeah, we're gonna yeah, actually right. get being Lutheran swag. We that, should. Oh, you're on to something, Ricky. I think yeah, I think we do, do that. It. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, you heard it now, and so okay. we're committed. So this just I'll, I'll in. do the research, and right. next time we get together, um, I'll have some information and see what we can do. This just in: Being Lutheran podcast is looking for a benevolent volunteer to help us do this with quality. Oh, I've got a graphic person already that'll do it for nothing. So send in your. No, just kidding. And I trust that person. I don't know because people say they can design things, and then you look at it. You're kind of like, yeah, I probably could have done better myself. <laughs> I never think that because I'm a talentless hack. That's not <laughs> true. That's not true. That oh. is not true. I'm I am like the appendix of humanity. Oh, so no one knows why I'm here. The Shut your yapper. <laughs> no one knows why I'm here, but when I'm sick, everyone knows oh, about it. No, uh, no, 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 no. Anyway, uh, three weeks now, yeah, or right? just a handful of weeks until the Reformation Conference. Refcon 2019. Being as we're getting closer, have you guys gotten any closer to finishing your presentations? Nope. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Neither I'm done. I. You're done. No, wow. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, you disgust me. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I actually planned all of next year for the church too. So I'm just gonna get up and walk out of this room right now. I'm planning this week still, and it's (laughs) Thursday. Just where you know where I'm at. I've Uh, had those weeks. Yeah, Yeah. I uh, I'm reading through getting things done right now to try to help my productivity, especially as I get ready. Yeah, especially Mm -hmm. as I get ready to do this final project for my doctorate program. And after every chapter, he actually has a special note. Just to me, it says, just stop trying, man. It's not going to happen in your life. Uh, <laughs> For me, I, I'll hopeless. be honest, uh, and I'll be kind of transparent here, and if this isn't a positive thing, I oftentimes use productivity to avoid being around people hmm. as an introvert. You know, and so when people see I'm super productive, they're like, yeah, we got so much stuff done. You know, he may not maybe visiting people as much as he should. So I got to be careful too. Well, yeah. I'll be yeah. honest. I oftentimes don't use productivity at all. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but you're good at visiting and discipling and all the stuff well, that uh, I do. I, I, I will say this, this doctor of ministry program mm-hmm. uh, at Concordia has really helped me be intentional with my visitation. No, that's it's good. been a been it, a focus of the program. It kind of forces you to Well, it it it, fo- it forced me to do it a better way. Mm-hmm. And so I one of the things I I think I've drastically improved on as a pastor in the last few years is getting out to see my people when I have opportunities to see them. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. productivity, uh, efficiency, organization mm-hmm. not going to happen. I have about as much organization as a lava lamp. <laughs> So, I can right. do it, but it doesn't give me life. I'll tell you that. Yeah. 
And we anyway, got Mr. Bo yeah, over here. I was gonna say, Your paperless, efficient yes. wonder. No, 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 no. Evernote I, power user. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. Send me your questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> Starting a new podcast, yeah, The no. Pastor Tech. I was recording with somebody and there's like, oh, I'm like, hey, do you have the lyrics that I can use to, oh, I'll send it to you in Evernote. And I go, oh, what's that? And he thought I was an alien from a different planet. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you don't know what Evernote is? Yep. And I go, no. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> so I still vocation. love you guys. Yes, yeah, right. What are we actually talking about in this episode? No. <laughs> Whatever we feel like. Whatever we, and that's that's a fun thing about being podcasters. This could be the yeah, ground right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it from the wedding singer? I have the microphone and you will yes. listen to every word I have to yeah. say. <laughs> However, they have the off button or the dump button. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, yeah, we, as as you all know, vocation is our favorite topic yeah. for the most part, I think. Yeah. 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 Justification. Okay. If it's well, yeah. Trinity. Rep, yeah, Trinity. But it kind of flows. It flows out of it the all, Trinity, yeah, of course. It all is a. And then as we go into together. marriage, mm-hmm. we're going to see that really clearly. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a real beauty in understanding as much as we can the Trinity. Let us make humanity in, in our own image. That plurality in the midst of, mm-hmm. of that that text, and then the, the gift that God has given in the covenant of marriage mm-hmm. is a very beautiful thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So we're we're talking about family vocations over the last couple episodes here, or the next few episodes, and uh, thinking about what does love look like in the midst of those family vocations. Yeah. And then uh, we want to end this episode by talking about um, the suffering. 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 <laughs> you need to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> funny. You will suffer I, in your vocation. As soon as you said that, I had this Tina Turner song. What's love got to what do with it? Nice. All right. Way I to derail like that. Train. I feel like I'm in an elevator right now. Yeah. And love is more than a feeling. Oh, no. Or love hurts. Can you guys sing that? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Love so, stands. anyway, <laughs> let's lay it out. The primary vocations yeah. in the first estate are the vocation of marriage, being a husband or a wife, mm-hmm. the vocation of parenting, being either a parent or a child. Yes. So, yeah. really, our starting point is what does love look like in marriage Mm -hmm. and aflc insider joke right now and i'm going to ruin all of your lives for aflc people (laughs) if you hear that and do not hear pam stenzel oh but we love each other then you really didn't experience (laughs) aflc life the views expressed by Jesse yeah, yeah, right. yes, yeah. I, I legit I legit just scarred like 250 people right now yes they're, they're, I don't even know who that is isn't that awful so here I'm in the AFLC yes. I don't even know who that is Pam well, Stenzel was, was the purity yeah. speaker yes. du jour in the 90s oh okay yes. okay yep, yep. yep. I, we have a picture of her from one of those those times, yeah. and uh, it flashed on her computer screen in the the slideshow. And my wife and I looked at each other and just kind of smiled and reflected upon those years. I guess yeah. I'm kind of a newcomer to that's. It's all right. It's all right. No, just so. a. And I'm trying to think of how to put the best construction on on. Uh, you do you? <laughs> Better You're you so than gracious. me. But just. Uh, <laughs> Trying to show the the dangers of yeah, she did. of uh, you know going outside the bounds of of the sexual, especially the sexual nature of a, a husband wife relationship. Yeah. For what she did, mm-hmm. she did a good job at it. Yes, and her description of what accidentally having a baby <laughs> looks like. If you guys, if it's you like guys you have ever heard, <laughs> well, no. It, 
So I'll, I'll set it up and then you guys can put it together. She's like, the only way you can accidentally have a baby is if someone was walking out to get their mail naked and there was a person jogging down the street naked and they ran into each other. What? <laughs> she told it every year and she'd have the kids in those youth retreats absolutely rolling because yeah. she was a very vivid speaker. But yeah. yeah. Love. It, it proves the point that yeah. oh it's not oh. an accident, you know. Love in a marriage context. Mm-hmm. What does that look like, gentlemen? This is a something topic that we don't like to talk about. Well, right? no, but it's, it's something church. that we are primarily as pastors equipped to talk about because each one of us has done um, premarital counseling, mm-hmm. and yeah. but it's something the the church the last 100 years maybe longer has just done an especially terrible job at talking about what love in marriage talks about we've become victorians we've Mm -hmm. become prudes we've become whatever the case might be we do not prepare people for the vocation of marriage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah don't get me started yeah Right. Actually, trying to get you started. Right yeah, now. right. Yeah, <laughs> <This is a laughs> podcast. I do. I think the church honestly doesn't know how to talk about it. Yeah, you know, I've said this uh, maybe before here, but I've definitely said it from the pulpit. It's like we, we're so afraid to talk about physical intimacy and sexual relations within the marriage that we teach our kids, oh, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, and oh, okay, now I got a, a piece of paper from the city hall, and now it's okay. Huh? How, how do you do that? You you're kind of pitching something as being dirty and disgusting mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you try to turn around and say oh but no it's supposed to be beautiful we do such an incredibly awful job mm-hmm. of preparing our kids and I remember sitting in one premarital class and I think that at first they were extremely uncomfortable with my honesty and I just started talking about things very openly and their eyes were like big <laughs> and you could see them kind of tense up but I bought this after into the second or third um thing i go you know i just asked him like, how you guys doing i said i know that i'm very forward with this and mm-hmm. and um i was really appreciative of of the of the of the woman who said you know uh, my family just didn't talk about these things and mm-hmm. sure i was uncomfortable but you know what she's like you've really opened up my eyes to the beauty of this mm-hmm. in marriage yeah and she's like thank you and mm-hmm. um and and then that person asked me i think a profound question is it okay that I'm excited about that? And I go, absolutely. And I'm like, what a beautiful thing here as a pairing. And they've waited and they Mm -hmm. did things the right way. And I was just, it just, it made me cry. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, it is, that is such a beautiful thing to hear. Mm -hmm. And we just do such an awful job at at talking about this in a loving, open and appropriate way, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like, we've just like, I don't know, I'm going to use the word, but we've been these these prudes that have been mm-hmm. uh, so repressed yep. Yep. in talking yep. about something that God created right. and is absolutely beautiful in the yep. bounds of marriage. Whether it's coming out of like a, the Gothard movement or like a Victorian sentiments yeah. of uh, we don't talk about that. Um, yeah, it, it leaves us in a, a hard position. Of it's dangerous. N- knowing how to love each other in, in a physical well, way. And then we yep. wonder why there's so much so much sexual issues within the church. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and that's exactly it. It's dangerous in the same way that forced celibacy for the priesthood is dangerous. Yeah. Repression it's, is not healthy. No. Mm-hmm. And, and I think really vocation is one of the healthiest ways to frame the discussion of sexual intimacy that hmm. there is yeah. because it, so. it, it puts it in the terms 
of boundaries mm-hmm. rather than good versus bad. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sexual intimacy is appropriate and beautiful and necessary. Right. All yep. the good gifts that come out of it, it's a form of communication. Sure. It's a form of closeness. It's the way we produce babies and have families and all of these Making things. Making babies. Yeah. But... <laughs> There it is. Uh, but, I just wanted to throw that in there today. <laughs> sure you did. But for the second time. <laughs> but, the, but the nature of it is if we, treat, if we treat it as something that is bad, intrinsically bad, until yeah. it's not, yes. it, it, it taints it even more than something that God has designed exactly. within mm-hmm. specific boundaries mm-hmm. for specific reasons. Right. And right. it's the preponderance of it outside of the marriage relationship that is bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you just defined my definition of repression and I wanted oh. to clarify that. And you did mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not saying that go ahead and have sex before you marry. That's not what I'm saying. Right, right. Repression is doing exactly what you just described. Mm-hmm. No, it's, and it's, I mean, you think about it, if you talk that way about anything else in life, we would be terrified mm-hmm. of it. You know, it's, uh, you, 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 it, it's kind of the same Is way. Is that probably why, why people are afraid to go to like a doctor? Well, I, yeah. I was going to say mm-hmm. surgery, you know, going to see mm-hmm. a doctor, going to see that. I actually think the the most comparable thing that's popping in my head right now is the way we talk about police officers. Hmm. Is if you talk about them in a way that every interaction you have with a police officer is negative, you're you're not going to see them as protectors you're going to see them as overlords or, you know, necessary evils or whatever. And again, because of the society we live in, I'm not saying we ignore police corruption. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the places where corruption belongs the least are the places where corruption should be held the most accountable. Mm-hmm. But if what we've tried to do, especially because my grandpa was a cop mm-hmm. and we, we know other cops, uh, we try to teach our kids that police officers, law enforcement officers are there to protect them. Mm-hmm. So they grow up and they have a healthy yeah. idea yep. of what law enforcement is supposed to look like right. so that they can recognize when it's not working right. Mm-hmm. But far too many people in society think that cops are in evil mm-hmm. instead of the other way around. Mm-hmm. And, and that comes from the brokenness of sin and brokenness of sinful relationships. But at the same time, this marriage relationship, part of the love of marriage is sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. If that is broken, even before you get married, it's just an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's not the only thing about uh, love between a husband and a wife, well, but it certainly is the most intimate expression well, of that. Be, be to, above and beyond anything else, it's the most mm-hmm. unique. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. the most unique. And, and and because we have to move along and cover some yeah, more right. content today, the other thing that we should mention is the nature of all vocations, but it's primarily focused as related in scripture, is the nature of sacrifice in the marriage mm-hmm. relationship. The, the one thing is that the marriage relationship is patterned after the reality of Christ and his church. Mm-hmm. And and the definition of Christ's relationship with his church is that he gave himself up for the church. Mm -hmm. And so that defines your marriage. Marriage is the ultimate sacrifice Mm -hmm. for your spouse Mm -hmm. in every way, shape, and form. And if we're failing in our marriages, Mm -hmm. that is where we're failing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at my own marriage and when I fail, it is because I'm failing to sacrifice for my wife, Mm -hmm. failing to do that. And, 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 And that's just the definition. Mm-hmm. Husbands love your wives as Christ mm-hmm. loved the church yeah. and gave Himself up for her. Right, and obviously there's a whole lot more to be said, but maybe that's a good segue into 
we we promised to talk about suffering. Yeah, and and really, you know, with with parenting and with marriage, uh, as with all vocations, the the final thing that vocation shows you is where and how to suffer. Mm-hmm. And we're so prone as sinful human beings that we want to choose our own crosses. We want to choose how we suffer. Uh, and, and to be honest, it's because of our sinful nature, because we want to take pride in our suffering. Mm-hmm. We want to show what what humble, <laughs> sacrificial people we are. We're so funny. Oh, yeah. humans are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in reality, vocation defines where we suffer. And so mm-hmm. uh, primarily, again, above any other relationship, we suffer for our wives. And then primarily after that, secondarily, we suffer for our children. I have literally have pneumonia right now because of my kids. You know, disinfect your earbuds after the episode, you'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's one of the things is that we are willing to suffer for those whom God has given us to love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so suffering yeah. for me meant a few weeks ago, I snuggled my daughter who had a cold and, mm-hmm. and then I got the cold and it turned into pneumonia and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what it looks like, right? Yeah. And so uh, we suffer for our wives and, and we remember, and this is where it all starts to come together from the, from the catechism purposes, is we remember the purposes of the law. Mm-hmm. You know, the purposes of the law reveal God's holy will and character. Mm-hmm. And the second purpose of the law is to prepare us to receive Christ. Yep. The third purpose of the law is to protect our neighbor from our sinful selves. Yep. Right? So we look, we go into any vocational relationship. And what we're doing is how can I fulfill the law for my neighbor? Not mm-hmm. how can my neighbor fulfill the law for me? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it looks like. And so as I love my wife mm-hmm. and my wife is not perfect and she will confess to you regularly that I am also not perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love my wife is mm-hmm. I am willing to suffer for her because she is my wife. Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to take those sacrifices because she is my wife, whether that's with her health mm-hmm. or even with her attitude or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. That's how we suffer in our vocations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suffering is something that we also probably probably don't talk about too much in the American church anyway, because a lot of people just don't want to talk about mm-hmm, it. And, mm-hmm. um, or, or try to put a spin on it to where God's teaching us a lot. Like you've talked about theodicy, you know, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We, there's, there's the two primary ways we corrupt suffering in the church are we either turn it to theodicy and we mm-hmm. look for God's purpose which if he hasn't given us a specific word, we won't know what God's purposes are because his ways are higher than our ways, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we try to find the moral of the story so that we learn it and stop the suffering. Mm-hmm. Or on the flip side of that coin, we try to take glory in our suffering. We try mm-hmm. to glorify it. And that comes from the gospel reductionist movement where everyone's out there flaunting how broken they are just so that we can show how much God loves us. Yep. And that's not the point of suffering either. Mm-hmm. Suffering is how God trains us for the Christian faith. Suffering is how God teaches us how to depend on him. Suffering is how God turns our eyes away from our own selfish idolatry to trusting in him. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so no one wants to suffer. But as a Christian, because we've been provided everything we need for life and salvation, we're called to suffer because in the end, and I don't mean this to sound crass, in the end, it doesn't matter. No, no, we, we have doesn't. what we need. Mm-hmm. Because the, the sufferings of this present age aren't even worth comparing to the exactly. eternal weight of glory. Mm-hmm. So there's this aspect that we have to continually kind of refocus our own, our own mindset, our own 
you know, I guess the way that we look at things, having that eternal mindset, always looking at it that we're aliens, we're sojourners, we're, mm-hmm. we're temporarily here on our way to our true home, the mm-hmm. promised land, you know, the eternal kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's it. It's just always rerouting ourselves in what the eternal perspective needs to not only teach us in this present age, mm-hmm. but how then do we keep that eternal perspective with joy, peace, comfort, and trust because God keeps his promises while we're in the midst of pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And speaking of suffering in that way too, one encouragement I want to give to parents, one way we suffer for our children is we discipline them. Yeah. Uh, if you're a parent, you know this right now, that mm-hmm. you suffer mm-hmm. when you discipline your kids, seeing the hurt in their eyes yep. Yep. when they are punished at your hands for the sake of their, it's one of the most painful things mm-hmm. as a parent to go through, but it is something that is a necessity right. as Done we are called yep. to raise our kids in love, to raise them to be respectful, mm-hmm. respectable people, to raise them in the faith. Yep. And, and and it's just, you know, you, you start seeing suffering in a different way when you start looking for the suffering God has handed you mm-hmm. instead of trying to find it on your own. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then also, you know, if we weren't taught in our own families uh, how to discipline in a healthy biblical way. We need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We need to do the research and do the work to make sure that we aren't, you know, aggravating our kids or or even doing harm mm-hmm. to them. But at the same time, you can do harm by not disciplining either. So yeah. spoiling you, them, right? There, ha- yep. there has to be a balance, and I know mm-hmm. that I believe that Scripture teaches that. So. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we, we get into some deep, heavy stuff and, you know, we, we kind of hinted a couple of times, what if you're, you, what if there's pain in vocation? What if your, your earthly parents have failed you? What if your mm-hmm. kids have failed you and been rebellious and walked away from the faith? And then this is the point where we're tying this all up and we'll talk about it more when we do the Bible studies in the next two episodes. But just a reminder that especially in the family, this is where God has a gospel fulfillment Mm-hmm. of these vocations mm-hmm. in his own person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if your parents yep. have failed you, you are invited to realize that God is mm-hmm. your faithful father who will never fail you. And he wants mm-hmm. to redeem that. Uh, yeah. If you're, yep. if your spouse, if you have trouble in your marriage, one of the very first things that I talk about in premarital counseling is that Christ is the pattern for the faithful spouse. Mm-hmm. So that when our spouses fail, us or when we fail our spouses, mm-hmm. we look to Christ for forgiveness yep. and for comfort. Yeah. And again, uh, when if you're dealing with a rebellious and wayward child, God knows what you're going through because He had a child who became sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's 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 an uncomfortable way of looking at Jesus. But if we take the Bible literally, it says He became sin who knew no sin, so in Him we might be the righteousness of God. And, and God knows what it's like both to have a child die and to have a child become sin personified. And, and it's God's ability to comfort you because of who he is right now is, is a wonderful hope and wonderful good news for those who suffer in these vocations. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I do have a verse. It's a little longer, a series of verses. The whole book of the Song of Solomon. Nope. Uh, oh boy. That would actually be kind of fun to look at. But um, no, it's in First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. And it, it paints a beautiful picture of suffering and uh, the hope that we have and assurance of faith. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with a joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we begin our study on the first estate of vocation, the family. God bless you and have a great week.